Today on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, the AHL's Pacific Division playoffs has begun, and more of my interview with Robbie Leanio and Sarah Avampado. All of this on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? All right, so we're going to have another episode this week, another part of the interview, and we're also going to talk a little bit of AHL. I know you realize that the Twitter handle is still LO underscore Ducks, but you may have noticed that the show's title is now called Locked on Goals because the Ducks season has been over for almost two weeks now, and not a whole lot of news aside from World Championships, which we will talk about eventually. I think we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. But in the meantime, don't forget that you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. And this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Be sure to join me later this week. In fact, I think I'm going to call this, I'm going to have the Locker Room on Thursday afternoon. So be sure to join me on the Locker Room app Thursday afternoon. And we'll talk some ducks, we'll talk mostly goals, and everything else. All of this on the Locker Room app, changing the way we talk sports. So, <laughs> I may sound a little bit different for reasons. This, Just a little shout out to someone, so hopefully you're listening out there, so this is for you. Alright, so let's get started talking about what happened on Tuesday afternoon. Um, as was mentioned on the previous episode... The AHL's Pacific Division is having a playoff for the Chick Trophy, for whatever that's worth. Really, it's between four teams for that play-in. San Jose, Tucson, Ontario, and Colorado. Only one of those teams will move on to advance against the Henderson Silver Knights, the number one seed in this playoffs. The other side of the bracket is between the San Diego Gulls and the Bakersfield Condors. We'll preview that series later this week. Perhaps Friday morning, we'll preview that. In the meantime, what happened on Tuesday afternoon? Well, it was a close game between the number 7 Tucson Roadrunners and the number 4 seed San Jose Barracuda. On this one, guess who's back? Joseph Kornosh. So Kornosh has been playing a lot of games, or I think it's Kornosh, has been playing a lot of games up in the NHL for the San Jose Sharks. He's been getting a ton of starts and looking okay in many of those starts, leading San Jose to not be in the cellar of the Pacific Division. But either way, that is your main goalie. As for Tucson, they relied on Ivan Prozvitov, who on the previous game against the Ontario Reign that we did end up talking about, uh, yeah, he got slaughtered on that game. Unfortunately for him, this was not a close game. Uh, between the rain and Tucson that day. In fact, he gave up eight goals. Yeah, he gave up eight goals before being pulled, and then Ontario scored a ninth goal. I'm surprised that Prozvatov stayed in there for all eight goals. I thought he would get pulled after five, or especially six. After that sixth goal, I thought he would be done, but apparently they said, no, we're going to keep you in. After the seventh goal, no, still keep you in. After the eighth, okay, that's enough. I think that may have hurt his psyche a little bit because on Tuesday, you know, he looked okay, but there was that one goal that he gave up at the end that just pretty much cost them the game. Uh, San Jose and Tucson traded goals early on. Jan Yannick and Evan Weinger traded goals for Tucson and San Jose, and it was 1-1 after the third. 
But Jake McGrew, halfway through the third, not exactly the hardest shot, but it was still a good shot, and that got right past Prozvatov for the game-winning goal. And that would be your final 2-1. to one. So San Jose advances, and Tucson is done for the year. The nightcap was between the Ontario Reign and the Colorado Eagles. And folks, this was a thriller of a game. Ontario did not want to draw Colorado because there was the previous matchup just two weeks prior where Colorado beat Ontario at home at Toyota Sports Performance Center. And this was kind of the same feeling of that game where it was back and forth. Both teams were just trading goals and trading hits. It's a very evenly matched game to be perfectly honest. Uh, Early on, Keaton Middleton got Colorado started with an early goal, but then Akil Thomas and Leas Anderson on the power play made it 2-1 Ontario. Second period was all Colorado. TJ Tynan, Riley Woods, they got goals. So it was looking like Colorado was going to win. But then all of a sudden, early in the third, Mikey Isimont got a shorthanded goal, and this was just kind of like off of a shot, and Matt Volalta controlled the puck, passed it Right to Mikey Isimont, who scored the shorthanded goal. This was just a complete breakdown by the Colorado Eagles. And that would tie things up at three. And two minutes later, just after that, on the power play, Martin Furk just blasted one. Just really sniped one past Adam Warner. And that made it 4-3 to three Ontario. It looked like the Reign were going to win. But then some really poor power play by the Ontario Reign. Keaton Middleton got his second of the game. That made it a 4-4 tie, and Ontario just looked bad for those two minutes. There was one key moment in the game that I kind of glossed over in, in the midst of all the scoring was Boko Amama committing one of the most horrendous penalties and one of the most undisciplined plays I've seen from him all season long. Uh, Boko Amama was pretty much annihilated in the neutral zone by Kyle Burrows, the alternate captain for the Colorado Eagles. And Boko took offense to that hit, thinking it was too hard of a hit. So Boko found him, and just a few seconds later, just just punched him. Sucker punched him, kind of without warning. Even though Kyle Burrows was right there, Boko just went up and just punched him in the face and knocked him down flat. Boko got a 10-minute match penalty for fighting. He was quickly ejected. Um, That could warrant a suspension later on. But Boko, that was just a bad play. And that's a shame, too, because of how well Boko Amama had been playing recently. In the previous game against Tucson, he had a three-point night in one period. And Boko was improving. And in fact, uh, Captain Brett Sutter was implying just to wait till the playoffs Boko's going to get better but he may have been too excited there and had a little bit too much I guess passion or whatever you want to call it but it was just an undisciplined play something that was not needed so the rain were down one of their key players later in the game which may have led to why the players were getting more tired as the game wore on so the reason I'm bringing this up is because You know, you could tell that in the third period, like at the end of the third period, the players were starting to get pretty gassed. Now that lines are being shifted, you know, players are taking penalties. And then you see more and more just players getting tired. You know, Brett Sutter, he got into a fight. That probably wasn't the best idea because Kyle Burrows 
was the one that pretty much started that fight. And Burroughs had already committed a couple penalties. For him to start that fight with Brett Sutter, that's what really drove the Colorado Eagles in that second period. They were fired up after Kyle Burroughs fought. But that took Brett Sutter out for five minutes. So the lines were really shifting more and more and more. So we finally get to the end of the third. And out of the two teams, Colorado was the one that had that shorty to tie the game. They had more momentum going into overtime. And despite that, Ontario got off to a fast start in overtime just by getting more shots on goal, getting more quality chances. But again, they were beginning to look really gassed. And finally, nine minutes into the overtime, Justin Barron scored the game-winning goal for the Colorado Eagles, and they advance, knocking out the Ontario Reign. The final score was 5-4 to four in overtime. Ontario played a better game. They didn't deserve to lose that one. Colorado got outplayed for about 45 to 50 minutes of that game. It's just, it's hockey. It's one of those things. You know, you could lead to Colorado just chipping away. But I think this was an... This was a game where Ontario shot themselves in the foot. Boko did himself in by getting himself ejected. He will probably get suspended for that hit, but I don't think he's going to serve that suspension until next season because the league is definitely looking at that. That was a bad look. That was a sucker punch. And because it was a match penalty for fighting, that typically constitutes having a one-game automatic suspension. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a suspension for Boko Wamama to start the next regular season. So that's how that went. And then Wednesday's game that just ended, it was not close. San Jose just destroyed Colorado 5-1. to one. Colorado looked gassed. They put everything into that overtime victory. And the San Jose Barracuda, they relied on the scoring. But uh, Joseph Kochenosh, he was dominant. 32 saves and 33 shot attempts. Again, 5-1. to one. And I got to give give it to Coach Nash. He stepped up big time. I mean, yeah, Christoph Freibich got two goals for the Barracuda. But it is a great goaltender that San Jose has on their side. And they will move on to face the Henderson Silver Knights. So the upcoming Pacific Division semifinals. San Diego versus Bakersfield. Colorado versus the San Jose Burke or sorry Colorado lost so it's San Jose versus the Henderson Silver Knights and something else that I will point out fans will be allowed in both those semifinals fans are allowed at Bakersfield fans are allowed at Henderson so if you guys want to check out some great great action if you're in Southern California and you could make it out to Henderson or sorry Las Vegas or Bakersfield I invite all all the San Diego Goals fans to come out and support their boys up in Bakersfield. They miss you. They want to hear the roar of the crowd. They want to hear the fans. They do miss the fans. So definitely come on up to Bakersfield. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. And when we come back, we're going to come straight back to more of the interview that I did in studio with Robbie Liano and Sarah Avampato. But first, let's talk about the Locker Room app, which is changing the way we talk sports. And I'll be doing my Locker Room Thursday afternoon, rather Thursday night. We'll make it Thursday night, perhaps between 6.30, 7.30 Pacific time. I haven't exactly decided yet, but look for that tweet. I'll be on the Locker Room. Just look up Locked on Ducks on the Locker Room, 
and join me as we'll talk a lot of minor league hockey. We'll talk about Zegers and Drysdale once again. We'll just hash that all out. Once again, download the Locker Room app on the Apple App Store, the iOS Store, by looking up Locker Room. And once again, look for me at Locked on Ducks in the Locker Room app. Changing the way we talk sports. Coming up after the break, we're going to have more of the interview. So make sure you stay locked in. You know, I'm, I'm pretty hungry right now. I mean, I'm not too hungry. But, I mean, maybe the Roadrunners needed a little bit of energy. Maybe they needed some kind of protein in their life. So I'm thinking they needed Bilt Bar in their lives, right? Definitely needed some Bilt Bar. I mean, I I, I, um, I had some just the other morning. You know, I sh- shared that on uh, on Twitter. And, my God, I, 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 I can't say. Best tasting protein bar ever. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. Which flavor did you like a lot? And I'll let him say this. I, uh, I this 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 last morning I had the uh, the, the churro puff yes. flavor. How yes. did you love the churro puff? It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. Do you think the churro puff was robbed now in the uh, the championship? Oh, absolutely. Churro puff should have won. Absolutely. I'm not going to go on. I mean, I could. No, don't. We have no. like eight more ad breaks to do. You can do it later. <laughs> okay. So if you want Churro Puff for yourself or any of the other fantastic flavors like cookie dough, cookies and cream, you can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. It's still LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order of Built Bar. Yeah. It's the best tasting protein bar in the land. And please... Um, <laughs> Eat responsibly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can put it that way. You know, eat responsibly, and that is not just for built bars, by the way. That is for all food. I wasn't going to go there, but I mean, do we want to circle back to the Tucson food? Uh? <laughs> we could circle back. Robbie, you're pointing. Okay. So, Saturday morning, we had a locker room if you guys joined. Hooray. If you didn't, you missed out. So, it was basically me trying to walk around and walk off this ginormous burrito that I got. <laughs> it's it was, literally like an arm worth of burrito. Like imagine like a big beefy person arm and like it's covered in bacon. Like the, the, I legit was like, can I have your emergency contacts in case you die in the middle of the night? <laughs> so what I had was a foot long. This was the large, by the way. I thought the large would be maybe eight, nine inches. No, it's a freaking foot. The medium was eight inches long. The medium was eight <laughs> inches long. The large was a foot of Sonoran burrito, wait for it, with bacon wrapped all around it. So That's not only do you have this massive burrito in front of you with meat, avocado, all this good stuff, the bacon wrapping around it. That is like a cardiac event waiting to happen. My arteries were clogging as I was taking each bite, but it was greasy deliciousness that I cannot explain to anyone else unless they come to Tucson. So, Robbie, please sell the folks one more time on coming to Tucson for the food tour. Well, I mean, obviously there's that bacon wrap burrito at that uh, that little shop called Petrodon. That uh, you know, at a, in a little bar area called the Box Out on Fourth Ave. There's also another similar one in South Tucson. Um, it's a little more out of the way for people who are living, going for the actual food tour because you can go all around. So, uh, the Sonoran hot dog, the Guero Conello. Orale, uh, you yeah. guys, you guys experienced that. That is the crown jewel of Tucson food. He used the term crown 
Jewel, I am so proud that you use the term crown jewel. That is awesome. Robbie, you're my favorite person right now because you may have seen me do some public address where I use the term. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's my favorite term to say, by the way, is crown jewel. Every time I do public address. Wait, why? Uh, so this goes back to 12 years ago when Citizens, sorry, Toyota Arena, but then known as Citizens Business Bank Arena in Ontario. And the term that I would use was the crown jewel of the Inland Empire, Citizens Business Bank Arena. Oh, huh. it's the Inland Empire thing. Okay. Wow. That's just no, like I don't mean. I mean it in a way that's like that's why I didn't know what the reference was. Not a like oh, disparaging. Like, oh, the right. Empire. Yeah. No, I have. I know enough people who live there that I'm not gonna like trash it. Like I'm not a jerk. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> it it it's not a bad place. No, I just didn't get the reference. Is, is there a food tour there? Not necessarily. Is it a happening place? It it is at times. Is it a destination? Uh, it is if you're going to Ontario Airport and you're going from Ontario to somewhere else. It's kind of a destination, I guess. Not, yeah. not as much as L.A., not as much as San Diego or Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, that's why, that, that's why people go for a lot of the other minor league food tours. And, <laughs> you know, Tucson. To, I mean, just going to the entire Southwest. Tucson, San Diego, Anaheim, L.A., San Jose. San Diego has an amazing food tour. Oh, I mean, San Diego's got some great Mexican food. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Especially if you go to Old Town. Old Town has some good spots. What was the spot that you were talking about that I'm trying to remember? El Coyote. El Coyote, that's right. Fresh made tortillas. That's, that, like, like you, you, if you're even waiting outside, they'll make some, they'll, like, pass them out to you. Like, Yeah. Uh, Robbie and I had this whole conversation about the kind of tortillas that you should have at these places. And you came to the conclusion that it's always corn, no matter what. For the most part, like, like if it's a burrito, obviously it's flour. But like, like I'm, I'm always, if I'm ever having tacos or street tacos, like we did yet, like just just on Saturday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's always corn because it just it completes the flavors. Like, like for me, like flour just, I don't know, it it takes something away from me. If it's the actual maseca corn tortilla like that i can handle very well but certain big tacos i like having the the mini flour tortillas not the big giant like 12 inch diameter ones but the ones that are like mini size like half that i like having the soft tacos as well those i think are great i wasn't hungry when we came in here but now i'm dying yeah maybe two cake is margaritas are waiting yes we should stop with the food tour but before we head into the next intermission i want to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and the one trusted source where you can do all your online betting. They have all sports, including basketball, baseball, and, of course, hockey. It's playoff time for both the NBA and the NHL, so get the upper hand by going to BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's BetOnline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. What should we bring up next? I don't know. We got a uh, food tour of San Diego I could talk about for a hot minute. 
the poutine in San Diego, y'all got to try out. It's a spot called Mess Royale inside Pachanga Arena, whatever they're going to call it now. The guy that makes the poutine is from Quebec. And you know he's legit because he does have a Quebec Nordiques cap that he wears sometimes. If he's not there, he doesn't wear it. He leaves it there. And I was resistant to the fact that they had poutine of different flavors. They have their OG poutine, the maple bacon poutine. I get that. I was resistant to try the carne asada poutine for a year. I said, no, I'm not going to try it. And then he finally said, no, try it. And it has carne asada, banana peppers. It is really flipping good. You got to try it. See, the, the, the thing about poutine for me is, you know, I really want to like poutine. But... I, cheese curds, yeah, I, I can't do it. And like the cheese curds is like half of the appeal of poutine. Like I, I would and be I, really I wish, sad. I wish I, I wish I could. I really wish I could, <laughs> but I can't. You need to find like a super hipster poutine place that has like vegan cheese or something. Like, which I know is not great. Like I've definitely had my share of vegan cheese as a person who should not eat dairy, but does any. Anyway. That sounds like it would taste but, worse though. Yeah, yeah. No, and yeah, like I get, I get, I get not wanting to poutine it up if cheese is uh, uh, disagreeable. Let's say, <laughs> but that's not all they have there, by the way, Robbie. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have they have other stuff there. They have fish tacos. They have lobster tacos. The street tacos are. Re- it's San Diego. I know. It's, I just don't like lobster. <laughs> well, they don't like you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> Um, the other big thing that I do like is they do have really good donuts there, but they do them a little bit differently. They have the donuts with the San Diego Goals logo right there. Something that I think Tucson is missing. Well, because that's an independent cart right there. That's true. But how cool would it be if the Roadrunners had donuts with the logo on the donut? That Kachina logo. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's podcast. Be sure to listen to part one of this interview on the Locked On Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app. And also make sure to join me on the locker room Thursday night. Don't know what time, maybe 6.30, 7, 7.30, not sure yet. But be sure to join me this week on the locker room app. And also be sure to check out the rest of this week's coverage as I'll be talking more minor league hockey covering the goals versus Condors playoff matchup beginning Friday. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, also make sure to check out locked on NHL featuring Sir Avampado and yeah, just check all that out. Thanks again for listening. It is greatly appreciated. We'll have more of our interview tomorrow. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please be safe, practice social distancing, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.